I'm about to give you the list of my side hustles that I tried and failed and go into the ones that actually worked and why. And this is the Loot Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's popping, Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now. Guys, what's popping? Luke here today. It is a Tuesday on... This is June, right? June, June, yeah. And walking out here doing my walk and talk today, like I usually do on my podcast. And that means that I'm just running through my yard, walking through my yard, put my steps in. Lost my watch, though. I have no no idea how many steps I've put in. But, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, because I, I go, is it possible to lose weight without your watch? And I go, oh, wait, they've been doing that for thousands of years. Never mind. Anyway, so, so dependent on technology. It's bad. I can't help it. I'm a 90s kid. So anyway, here walking around my yard. I was thinking about what to talk about today, like something that could actually help and bring you value. And I want to kind of talk about side hustles that I have tried. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing it on my Instagram. I'm actually doing it good over there on Instagram. I think we're coming close to 70,000 followers as of this year. Um, pretty cool of that. Like literally, I started my Instagram the end of last year. This year was like my first full year going crazy with it. 70,000, not bad. Um, so, and I thought about creating a post about side hustles that have failed me. This may become an Instagram post, but really going to go in depth in here first. Really helps me to talk it out. And then you guys, you know, listen to it and give me your feedback. So side hustles that I have tried, and I'll try to go way, way into the beginning. And I can go over why I felt like, you know, the pros and cons of each side hustle. Maybe give you some ideas. So, Let's see, when I first started, you know, thinking about money, it was about 16, 15, 16, and I was like something like, hey, Dad, I want a car. And he goes, well, you need money, son. Oh. And then that's when I had to, which I wasn't quite that dumb, but that's just kind of really was like, ding, ding, like I really, which even as a kid, I thought about money, but it really didn't get real to me until, you know, 15, when you need a car and you want to go places and McDonald's doesn't take, you know... They don't. They don't take donkeys anymore. Chickens. You actually got to give them money. So, um, yeah. So I was like, okay. What can I do? So I did like one of my first jobs was at a gas station. Not a side hustle, by the way. And I would like be putting cans in freezers, like cokes and sprites. Still one of the sweetest jobs. That's when the iPod Nano was a thing. Remember those things? Um, I don't even think this one could play video. It was just like the coolest thing. You put mu- music in a box and play it in a freezer. Like, I was just so cool. But then after that, I, I had to go like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do the internet thing. Internet was, you know, you was hearing stories on the news. Uh, Facebook was still a baby. And we're hearing about this billion-dollar kid who created this website called this Facebook. And I thought the whole reason he became a billionaire was because he made websites, not because it was a social network. Like, I thought... Oh, I was just so behind. I mean, it was sad. I remember telling my grandpa at the Japanese restaurant, I said, Grandpa, there's this kid who made like a website. And he's like a billionaire now. A billion, a bill, I can't even say it. It's probably, how, it's probably actually how I sound at the time. Um, I'm, he, he became a billionaire making a website. My grandpa's like, wow, that's cool, son. All right, back to the spicy chicken. So and I'm like, okay, so, all right, I need to build me a website. So, 
I was, I had these ideas. One of my first ideas was to create a website where people voted on their favorite, like Coke or Sprite. Do you like Coke or do you like Sprite? And I was going to invite all these people to my website and to vote. And I felt like Coke would sponsor me one day if I did this. Lame, I know. Yeah. Um, then I ended up coming up, and then I started making decals. Okay, well, this ain't working. So I'm going to create decals. Um, so I was doing like, like vinyl decals and putting it on cars and trucks. And one thing I found out very quickly is that there's a lot of people who know how to make stickers. And there's a lot of people don't, that don't want stickers. Well, that I knew of. Like I had a little good find, and it was just so hard finding people who want to invite on stickers. So that side so kind of died. No, it actually died like a dying duck. Out of the sky, hit the ground, burned, crashed. Yeah. So the next thing I remember, now I'm a bug man at this point. Could like, uh, you know, college dropout because my professor thought he was Indiana Jones. He was kind of crazy looking. Had a kangaroo hat. Did not like me. Which, it was my fault for dropping out. Not his fault. We won't get into that, but a little college drama there. Um, but it was ultimately my fault for dropping out. Not his. Um, I, I just didn't like the junk that's making us read. I mean, it was, anyway. Won't get into that, but moved on. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a, you know, I got a call from family um, saying, hey, we got a boss here, a manager. He's looking to hire. We want to bring you in. And I remember getting hired. I remember they told me, Luke, you'll be making $500 a week. And my mind just exploded. I mean, I was like, have I entered heaven at this point? Because I was like 19 years old. I was like, $500 a week? Like, like, like dollars? Like $500 a week? And I'm 19 years old. I'm going, yeah, I don't care what that's about. But that got old like three months later when I realized that I had to be digging trenches, crawling in basements, dealing with dogs. I didn't know I was going to be exposed to, to meth and stuff in people's kitchens and stuff like that weird because we're in a bad side of the neighborhood because people that have a lot of bugs probably have a lot of other things too. That's stereotyping. I shouldn't do that. But anyway, so anyway, dealing with that, I'm like, okay, I got to get back to my side gig hustle because this bug man stuff just got old real fast. I was not going to hide there for six months, but... The problem with the Bugman work, if I ever dinged up that truck, if I hit a mailbox or something, because mailboxes, you know, I just feel like they're trying to, you know, trying to get my way or something, and then they made me pay for it, um, which was absolutely horrible. I had to pay for anything anybody hit that truck, unless their insurance covered it. Uh, I get it. You're right. You know, that, and I was like, okay, I remember the first time I actually hit something, like a, a brick, or I can't remember what it was. My driving is dramatically improved since then okay so no worries if you get in the car with me but um i was like okay i need to do the side hustle thing then i got married then that's when the heat really hit i was like oh wait i got two miles eating great on my little budget 500 dollars a week this got old real fast i need to make money so then i got into phone flipping okay um i started smartphones started getting to be more of a thing now and what i decided to do was put them on ebay and I got really good at putting them on eBay and flipping them, making two to three hundred dollars. I was like, okay, now we're talking. And I remember getting a flip, and I was like, that took me three days here at Bugman stuff, and I did that in like twenty minutes. That's cool. And here's the problem: I ran into flipping phones on eBay. The fact is, is that you have to go find you the phone. 
And obviously that's what brings value because people don't have phones just laying around. Like you have to, um, for example, a customer may have a phone on the shelf there. I'm like, hey, what are you doing with that phone? They go, oh, nothing. What? What is it? And I was like, well, I can buy it off of you. What do you think it's worth? And then flip it. Or I can go into Craigslist, but things got real weird on Craigslist and come to find out people stole these things and was selling them on the black market. And I didn't know it. I didn't realize I was the black market. And I was like, okay, this ain't cool either. Um, so then I was like, well, I can't keep doing this. So I created a website on, you know, flipping, like I will buy your phone. I even created a calculator. If they put in what kind of phone they had, I had to keep up with the prices of what I was willing to pay. And I remember one person sent in a brand new Xbox something. I don't know what it was. And I thought I was going to get rich. And I was doing Google ads at the time, but then Google ads got up. So my lesson that I learned from that was, was that keeping up with websites was hard and that finding the product that made people happy was hard as well. And then the marketing side of it, of getting people interested to some of the product, it was like, okay, so I dropped out of that. Well, later, I ended up creating a bug website where I identify people's bugs. Problem is, is that people have these weird bugs they couldn't identify. It wasn't like, okay, what is this? That's a spider, sir. It's got eight legs. No, they wanted to know the family's fa- Like, they wanted to know all these things. I, I wasn't, I-, I killed them, okay? And I was like, man, I got to go find some bug people that can identify these things. And what I found out was people was willing to pay $3 or something to get the bug identified. That was about it. And I got so bored with the bug man thing. I spent thousands creating the website. It was aggravating. Things were breaking. It wasn't exciting no more. And I realized, hey, it is really hard. So I had to figure out, I had to find people to identify these bugs. Had to find customers who want to pay to get the bugs identified. And I realized, wow, this is so much work for no money. And I let the website just die. Um, I still remember the guy who helped me identify bugs. His name was John. Still remember him. Cool guy. But I'm telling him, hey, this isn't going to work out because there's no money in this. Okay. Then the next, like, I could keep going, yo. Logo design. I did logo design. Freelancing. I tried some of that stuff. Same thing, I found out that getting clients was hard because I had to compete with overseas. India was really getting in big in logo design at that time. And, you know, 99 Designs used to be very popular at the time where you paid $100 for like 99 Designs or something like that, or $200, and we got a cut of that pie. That was a really cool idea for a website. I hadn't even heard of it lately. I think because it just, people just just don't want to pay that kind of money for a logo anymore. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. With Canva.com out, you can really do a lot of things that you couldn't do back in those days. So, wow. Um, so, that went downhill pretty fast because making the customer happy, because there's no right way to make a logo. You could literally draw a stick man and they'll be happy or they'll hate you. Like, there is no solid light results when you get into art. And I realized that I didn't want to get into art because you could do it right and it's still wrong to them. And I found out getting clients was hard and people just, it just kept... They wanted less and less and less money for, and I was like, okay, this isn't going to work out. So what I found out was to get paid more, you got to solve big problems. You got to help people with big problems and they'll pay bigger money for that. They can't just go into a website and for $5, someone solve that for them. And then that's when I just really started getting desperate. I'm like, oh, oh, it's like, help me, help me, help me, help me. And I'm just going, how do I get out of this? Like... The Bugman stuff is getting worse. I'm hitting stuff 
I'm the dogs keep getting bigger out here. My little girl is growing me up. Is growing up. She's grabbing me by the pants. You know, look, daddy, daddy, that don't leave, don't leave, don't go to work, don't go to work. Oh, great. She can actually talk now. And then I'm just going through that, and you know, two thousand dollars on three people now living in a tin can in the woods somewhere. Not fun. Not f- so. I had to figure something out. Like I couldn't be the bug man forever. So. As I kept going through hustles, I'd try affiliate marketing and blogging and podcasting, got featured in some places, but it still didn't make me money. And I, I just tried all kinds of things. And I even thought about getting into bug man work, but I was like, but you know what? I'm going through that same problem. Getting clients is hard and doing the work is hard. I was like, how do we skip this? And then that's one day I met a man named Jeff. That's, he would introduce me to a hustle that would change everything for me. And he told me that probably the best way to get out of my bug man job was to have my calendar filled with appointments, talk to those people, and then try to and, and try to sell them something. And I was like, well, what would I, you know, what would I sell them? And he recommended that I sell like agency packages at the time. So I'd have to find people who'd be willing to do the work. I... You know, because you have two options. Either you can sell your agency services or you can do it for someone else. I prefer to sell for someone else and not do the work. I learned that from all my gigs that I've done in the past. And then I needed to find a marketing genius because I don't know how to do Facebook ads. And so I decided, I said, Jeff, you run the ads for me. I'll jump on the calls. So I learned, read some scripts, started going through that. And within 30, 60 days... I was making more than my salary at the time, which was probably closer to $2,500 to $3,000 at this point. And I was like, are you serious? All I got to do is talk to people, and I can make more than what I'm making right now. And that's when a light bulb went off. If I can find a marketing genius to take care of the hard thing, the thing that 80% of people fell at, and then have a team over here or a company that's already doing this take care of that, boom. So... What I ended up finding was the easiest thing you can do to scale up is to just find a company already winning. You're like the shark. You get a percentage of their revenue, up to 10%. And because you have these skills and will jump in the trenches with their sales team, you get 10% of the company, the revenue, that goes through you. No marketing required, no product creation, no talking to family and friends, no door knocking, none of that. And that is when things went off for me. And not long after that revelation, after all those years, bug man job, I had quit, built a brand new house, four kids later, I am traveling. Um, if I didn't make a dollar for years, I should be fine. Um, and that's, and I give that glory to God. I really do, because I don't believe in being a self-made man. If it wasn't for Jeff and the people in my life, and of course my failures, I wouldn't have came to this revelation. It sounds so simple. People think it has to be something complicated, but it doesn't. And those are the side hustles. I'm pretty sure there's more I just can't think of. That, But because of those side hustles, though, I learned this revelation. And I'll be able to carry that wisdom because that's what kills most people's businesses. And most people don't even realize it. But because I did everything wrong first, I'm able to share that with you. So if you remember that, If you can find a marketing genius and people already good with the result, my solution to that is just get into an education company, preferably seven-figure company, 
they're they're gonna be willing to give you you know ten percent of whatever goes through you, or five to ten percent, and it can change things for you. So uh, that's just the, that's some of the side gigs I went through. Hopefully this helped you somehow. Hopefully it was a revelation to you. Hopefully it brings value to you. All right, thanks for listening. It's the Luke Guy Show.